Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. What is your favorite place in the Bible to return to where you draw from, where you draw strength, where you draw truth? where you draw direction, where you draw encouragement. I have several places, but one of the most powerful ones for me is Jesus before Pilate. That's particularly important when there's evil around me because imagining Jesus against the great power of the Roman Empire and all the people that were leaders of his own faith and of his own land, all gathered to put an end to his life must have been just difficult to imagine. The kind of torture that he endured afterwards is a show of the kind of hatred that was in the room when he's standing in front of Pilate. And what is the weapon that Jesus uses in that moment? He uses silence. And why do I go back to that image for the readings of today? Jesus in Matthew 13 returns again to an explanation of the weeds. What are the weeds that the sower has to contend with? The disciples ask him about it and Jesus goes again through an explanation of evil and the place of evil in the world that the evil one sows these weeds and they they grow up together with the wheat. But at the end they are separated and the weeds are burned. And the clarity of that idea that the evil is around and that there will have to be a separation is um, not more clear for me on an earthly way than Jesus as the true wheat, the wheat himself, since he is the bread of life, surrounded by these powerful earthly weeds. And Jesus is there in silence. We have to learn to contend with evil. Right now, we are surrounded by evil in many ways because we have medical situations, political, social, economic, and depending on where you are in the world, you might be experiencing all of them at the same time. And to be told to be silent in the face of evil can seem contradictory, but that is what our Lord did. And so when do we speak and when do we not speak? I was reading a meditation by a cardinal named Cardinal Sarah and it's a powerful statement here that says the devil will not be able to reach us in the stronghold of silence and I meditated on that for a while because I have a tendency not to look at silence as something powerful we in fact have experienced in the last uh, while in our cities tremendous turmoil and silence can seem like the opposite of what justice needs. But Jesus shows us that in silence, there's a great, powerful stance against evil. 
that evil cannot enter into it. In Jeremiah 14, we hear that we wait for peace to no avail, a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize our wickedness and our sin, and we ask God to remember his covenant and to stay with us, sending us showers of goodness from heaven. The play of good and evil will show up in our lives in different ways, perhaps at work. I know that I was working once for a project where there was a merger and I saw people backstab each other and betray each other. And it was really like a workplace war that, that was very difficult to watch. And there were all kinds of casualties from lies and deceit in just in this one little project that you happen to be there while it's happening. And perhaps you happen to be in a part of the world where there is insecurity because there's not uh, a good police force or because you are in a place where there's actual war or maybe you're in one of the wards right now where there's the pandemic uh, at its worst in one of the emergency rooms where there's people on ventilators and they've been on them for a long time. So evil shows up in our midst in different ways and sometimes it hits in different directions and it can weigh people down. One of the things that I have found most important is the silence of the chapel when I can sit in front of the tabernacle and now we can still do it in our churches and our pastors are asking us to to find silence in our heart because there's so much noise everywhere that we have to find a path to that kind of silence. Today I was talking to a friend I hadn't spoken to in a long time and she said that she's had a need to take long walks because she is just so weary of the constant noise and the constant negativity. So how are you finding that place of silence, powerful silence, silence that can move away evil and turn it? How are we harnessing the power of love in our hearts that we can emanate from the center of our being and connect it to the hearts of those around the world in a meditation that is asking, come Holy Spirit and kindle in us the fire of your love and help us to live in peace. Psalm 79 says, For the glory of your name, O Lord, deliver us. Do you call on the powerful name of God, on the powerful name of Jesus, in the midst of, of difficulties, in the midst of attacks, in the midst of evil that you might see around you? And how does evil come to our midst? Well, we can see disorder, we can see rebellions, we can see hatred, we can see betrayals, we can see fights, we can see lies. It comes in many ways and sometimes in subtle ways and sometimes not so subtle ways. But how do we combat it? Sometimes, like right now, right, we're going into the fifth month of this lockdown and it seems like it wears our emotions because anxiety and fear and uncertainty can take over for moments of the day. How do you how do you align those emotions with the very best inside of you? How do you move the power that they have 
to create action behind them. We can scream at the kids or just storm out of a room and, and throw the door and slam it. Uh, we can just get into a fight with someone because we feel anxious. So we remember to breathe. We remember to take long, deep belly breaths. And it's very important to take a breath that you might count one, two, three, four, five. And then you hold it. And you might hold it for seven counts. We hold it for longer. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then we exhale for even longer. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. Because what we want is to cleanse ourselves. So we can count in for five, hold the breath for seven, and exhale for nine. And if we get into a rhythm and focus on our breath in the middle of one of these moments where we're feeling anxiety or fear or frustration or anger, focusing on our breath can help us align with the best inside of us. In order to do that, we have to be silent. So even for focusing on our breath, we see the power of silence to break down how evil wants to destroy the peace or create rebellion inside of us or around us. Focusing on our breath then is a simple tool to deal with a return to peace. We have to fight for it sometimes in our breath and our silence are such wonderful weapons. Reading the scripture out loud is also a wonderful weapon and in this Psalm 79 we are reminded that using the name of God is a weapon also when we are feeling frustration or we feel attacked or we feel we're filled with anxiety we can say help us O god our savior deliver us we can pray out loud because these verses are the word of god so they have power remember us lord we are the people the sheep of our pasture we will give thanks to you forever. We will declare your praise. In this verse, we also hear, Let the prisoner sighing come before you with your great power free those doomed to death. So for those like my friends in Spain that were around unbearable situations in hospitals that which just were overloaded, I have heard from them that they would pray some of these verses and some of these gospel moments out loud, that they accompanied people that were dying with them. I find that here in Houston, I have not seen the kind of overcrowding conditions that were part of what news were bringing in my circle of friends and family from Spain. And I feel very blessed that that's the case. Let us remember to use silence and scripture read out loud and going to the tabernacle to sit in the chapel in quiet uh, with our masks on keeping six, six feet apart but remembering that God is amongst us the beauty of the gospel readings for me oftentimes as I imagine Jesus going from place to place or pay attention to the details of something he said is that we can read one passage and we will find something 
special that is speaking to us that day. This reading today from Matthew 13, 36-43, where Jesus talks about the weeds, we've talked about in the last week a couple of times. But this is how it begins. Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. You can imagine the energy that it takes to speak to a crowd that wants to get close to you, that wants to touch you, that wants to question you, that maybe is persecuting you, that is paying attention, but you are having to exude a lot of your inner power, a lot of your voice power to be able to reach this crowd. And you can see that Jesus dismisses them like he's tired, he's going in, and he's coming into the house. And there as he comes in, his disciples now approach him and they now want an explanation. Doesn't that feel a little bit like motherhood or fatherhood? We are coming into the house after a long day and there are the kids running and they need us. Or you have finished on a Zoom call that has lasted for a few hours and you're coming out and people are hungry and they're wanting you to prepare pizza or something like that. We finish one kind of work and the next kind of work is waiting for us there. How do we respond when that happens? We're ready for rest. We're ready for winding down, winding down our our activity. And another kind of activity welcomes us. Jesus has so much patience, right? This is another thing to ponder as a weapon against evil. Jesus hears them wanting an explanation of the parable of the weeds and with all patience he says that the good the, the person who see, sows the good seed is the son of man and the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom and the weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil and the harvest is the end of the age and the harvesters are angels and there will be a separation between the angels and the devils and those that did not choose what is good will actually be thrown into the fiery furnace and there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. And he ends by saying, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. These little sentences that Jesus says, whoever has ears ought to hear are profound because after he's explained it, he's really asking us to make it our own. He's giving us a little clue that says, what do you make of this now? Are you listening? Are you paying attention? There are people that are sowing good and there are people that are sowing evil. So who do you want to be? And every time that we do the second, when we actually sow evil in some way, because we tell a lie or we exaggerate or... We take something that's not ours, whatever it is. Sometimes we can be part of that. Isn't it amazing that in this fight with evil, God has given us the chance to repent, to ask for forgiveness, to do some form of recompense, and then we can continue to sow good with our actions and our words. But it is God who gives us that opportunity to choose. And if we choose to be righteous, if we choose to follow his commands, then we will shine like the sun. So we want to hear the words and we want to hear them. To hear, we also have to be in silence. 
So the pondering for today is the importance of silence as we are paying attention to the, our inner world, as we are paying attention to the outer world, as we respond with patience, as we wait for God to give us an answer for how we should move. The power of silence against evil is something that I personally often underestimate. Let's find, let's practice silence today as a way of encountering God and seeing his mighty power.